You are listening to a message from Victory. We hope it inspires you to honor God and make disciples in your community. We are now on our week four of our series, Forward, and uh, today we'll talk about the gospel. When I was preparing this uh, message, I was reminded of uh, the time when I was introduced to, a f- to the family of one of our campus missionaries in Ubelt. So, meron po kaming staff. Um, technically, ako yung boss ng campus missionary. And uh, she's been praying for her family to be able to go to church. So, she was very happy, very excited for the first time. Andun po yung family niya. So, right after the service, they went to me. And pinakilala ng staff namin, yung family niya sa akin. So, Nung nagkita kami sa my stage, sabi ng staff, Pastor, I want you to meet my family. So siya, tapos yung dad, tapos yung, I assume, was the mom. So pagkasabi niya na meet my family, immediately sabi ko, Welcome po, mommy and daddy, to church. We're very happy to have you here. Tapos right there, pagkasabi ko ng ganun, in-stop ako ng campus missionary namin. Sabi niya, ay, pastor, sister ko po siya. <laughs> hindi po siya wife ng dad ko. Nako, sorry. So, hindi ko na alam paano ako lumusot, ano. But, you know, that was very embarrassing. <laughs> that was really awkward. <laughs> I assumed. So, medyo mahirap pong mag-assume. Na, na, nagka-blooper na ho ba kayo because of a false assumption? Okay, you as, you assume you did not clear uh, the matter or hindi nyo, hindi kayo nagtanong, so you just assume. But I wonder how many assumptions you have that causes all kinds of trouble to you. Now, there are uh, certain assumptions that are low cost. Wala hong masyadong effect. You know, if somebody or a friend uh, recommended a restaurant to you and you go there and you ordered, pero afternoon, sabi niya masarap, Pero pag-order nyo, it was a complete waste of effort, time, and money. What you need to do is just don't go back. Okay? And unfriend and block your friend in Facebook. Okay? Walang, walang masyadong cost. Pwede kayong bumawi kaagad. Hindi siya masyadong big deal. Certain assumptions are necessary. May mga assumption po tayo na kailangan in order to go through life and save a lot of time. For example, if you are booking a, uh, a taxi like Grab or Uber, um, meron po tayong assumption. We don't go through all the tedious uh, effort of checking the driver's license or checking the engine. Okay ba to? Good running condition? Expired na ba yung license mo? We don't do it. May gumagawa ba sa atin nun? Bago kayo sumakay, mga one-hour check-up ng taxi, wala. You know, we make assumptions. So, the moment uh, andyan na yung Uber or taxi, we just go inside and, and ride that car right away. Certain assumptions are necessary. But there are assumptions uh, that simply we cannot afford uh, to make. Some assumptions can put you in serious trouble. Okay? May mga kailangan ho tayo. Ito, I need to be certain when it comes to this matter. I cannot just make assumptions. For husbands, uh, I'm, 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 I'm thinking, you cannot just make assumption that your wife knows that you love her. Ilan, yung mga husband, ilan sa inyo dito, alam nyo, we need to remind them of that over and over again. We cannot make assumptions. Okay? Kung hindi, 
Awayan. Ha? Akala ko, nag-date na tayo last week. Parang, wala yun. Last week yun. Ah, okay. So, I, I have to tell her. I have to show. I have to do it over and over again. And that's just normal. Uh, parents who are bringing their children to church, we cannot make assumptions that just because they go with us to church every Sunday doesn't mean they are really following the Lord and growing in their relationship with God. We cannot make that assumption. We have to be proactive. We need to be involved. We need to help them have a personal relationship with God. And most importantly, we cannot make assumptions when it comes to uh, our, our view of God. We need to make sure it's accurate. Now, that's what we're going to read this afternoon. Because there's this message, sermon in the Bible by Peter. And basically, that's, this is exactly what he's trying to point out. He said, okay, may mga assumptions tayo, hindi masyadong serious yung implication. But with this one, when it comes to God, we have to make sure that what we believe about God is not based on assumption. Why? Because the, the implication is not just temporary, but the implication will be for all of eternity. And uh, this is serious. Yung mga assumption po natin, many times it's based on second-hand information. Just because somebody said it, we believe it, so we assume even if we did not really research or we did not really discover it for ourselves. Sometimes naman we make assumptions based on our experience. And just because this is our experience, we make conclusion that this is really how the world works. Or ganito talaga yung buhay. But uh, very possible that what you've experienced is not really accurate with uh, the, what, what life is really about. Siguro na experience mo lang yan, so you become uh, emotional about it and you use that as your lens in, in, in trying to read the situation or explaining what's happening. So we cannot base our assumption. So in Acts chapter 2, uh, Peter gave a very powerful and convicting message to a group of people whose false assumption about Jesus caused them to reject Him and to kill Him. Wow, this is extreme. Some people will have false assumption about Jesus and they still go to church. These guys, they have false assumption to the point that they did not only reject Jesus, they crucified Him. And so we're going to read this and we're going to look at what Peter told the people uh, that is very relevant to us today as well. So, if you have your Bible with you, uh, we're going to read from Acts chapter 2, beginning in verse 36 to 41. It says, Let all the house of Israel therefore know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. He said, Know for certain, meaning be sure about this, be confident about this, know for certain. Now when they heard this, they were cut to the heart and said to Peter and the rest of the apostles, Brothers, what shall we do? And Peter said to them, Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ, for the forgiveness of your sins, and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. For the promise is for you and your children, and for all who are far off, everyone whom the Lord our God calls to Himself. So Peter said, this is not just for the people at that time. 
the, the, the people that he's talking to at the time, the Bible says, this is for you. Can you please turn to the person sitting next to you, tell that person, this is for you. And this is not just for you, but for your children. And your children's children. So, this is significant, and this is relevant to all of us today. Now, during the, the time of Jesus, just to give you a, a, a very short context for what we read during the time of Jesus, people have many uh, different opinions about him. With all the things that he's doing, he's healing the sick, giving powerful teachings and messages, doing miracles right and left. So, and dami pong ginagawa ni Jesus. And so, people are divided. They have different opinions about him. Some are saying that uh, he's just a good teacher. So, they listen to him and they apply what he's teaching because they found it to be helpful. Some people said he's a miracle worker. Okay, not God, but he's a miracle worker. Some people said he's a prophet. He's a representative from God. He was sent because God was sending a message. Now, some people are saying also that he's fake, that he's demon-possessed, na magaling lang siya magsalita, ginagamit niya yung eloquence niya, at ginagamit niya yung black magic niya so that he can draw people to himself. So there are so many opinions about uh, Jesus at that time. But Peter, after, uh, after Jesus' death and resurrection, made it clear to everyone who Jesus is. Kasi nung kaya siya namatay, kasi ang daming naggalit sa kanya. Not everyone was in favor of him. Some people were so disappointed about him because he, they were expecting he will be the Messiah. Because they are waiting for somebody who will rescue them from their, uh, from their miserable life under the government of the Roman. So nung hindi, siya nag, nung hindi siya nagmatch sa expectation ng mga tao, okay, hindi ka political leader, hindi ka military leader, and you're challenging our culture, you're challenging what we believe growing up about God and religion. Sabi niya, I-crucify na lang tong tao na to. Then, they saw him crucified. They saw him died on the, on the cross. The problem was after three days, he rose again from the dead. Now, there, the, it's really easy for the Roman government to discredit this claim. All they have to do is show the body. But they cannot show or produce a body. So kaya sila tuloy, kahit yung mga number one persecutor at critic ni Jesus, they don't know what to do. Because these disciples and hundreds and hundreds of people, because the Bible says there was one occasion, He showed Himself to 500 people. Witnesses, they saw Him face to face. There's no way they are hallucinating. Alam niyo ba yung pag may mga namatay, yung masyado tayong sensitive, lahat may gumagalaw, may naririnig, may nakikita. Nakita ko siya sa bintana. So very sensitive, ganun, emotional. But there's no way that will happen to 500 people at the same time. And so they don't know what to do because all of a sudden, these people who are afraid now are so bold preaching the gospel, testifying that Jesus is the Son of God, that He died on the cross, but He rose again from the dead after three days. They don't know what to do. They cannot discredit the claim. And so when Peter uh, stood up, there were thousands of people there because the Bible says 3,000 were got saved through this powerful message. How I wish ganito yung message ko every Sunday, no? Yung nakakat to the heart. Nakakat to the heart po ba kayo? 
every Sunday. O ako lang yung nakakat to the heart. <laughs> Walang nagsa-accept, Lord. Powerful message. 3,000 people were cut to the heart. And the message of Peter is this. He said, Know for certain that God has made him both Lord and Christ, this Jesus whom you crucified. Let's break that down. First of all, he said, He is Christ. He is Christ. Akala ko dati yung Christ po apelido ni Jesus. The family name, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I didn't know that Christ means the anointed one or the chosen one. The one with they've been waiting for, their Savior. Now, what is the connection or the significance of the cross with Him being the Christ? What is the connection? Peter said, He is the one we've been waiting for. We're praying for deliverance. We're praying for salvation. This Jesus whom you crucified is the Christ. What is the connection of the cross with Christ, with Jesus being the Christ? Now, ngayon ho kasi we're so familiar with the cross. The cross is one of the most known symbols in the world. Very familiar. We see people wearing a cross as a, as a pendant, as a tattoo, T-shirt design, we are so familiar. But during their time, it was a very different context. During the time of Jesus, the cross was the most cruel and humiliating form of punishment and only given to the most hated, vile, or ruthless criminals of their time. Sobrang, ano huto, hor- horrific. This is really, nobody's talking about the cross during meal. Ito yung parang pag may nagbanggit ng cross, kumakain sila. Dad, nakita niyo yung cross o yung crucify kanina? Wala na. Wala nang ga- pambihira naman, no? Sisimulan ko palang tong bulalo, eh. Nawawalan sila ng gana kasi they, it's so uh, graphic, they can imagine the cross. There's nothing beautiful about the cross. It was not as a religious symbol. It was not spiritual nor honorable. The cross was like that. Nobody's decorating their house with the cross. Ang equivalent ho ngayon dito nun, para kang nag-design sa bahay mo, kung naglagay ka ng cross during their time, para kang nagsabit ng electric chair, or little injection, parang, ang weird nun, pupunta sila sa bahay, ano, nagpa-party ka, tapos pupunta sila, nakikita nila sa mga door mo, ba't may mga pang <laughs> injection dito? <laughs> Bakit merong... Uh, th- that's the picture. So, when you go to the house of the people, you won't see crosses displayed on their door or gate, living room. There's none of that. Walang nagpapatato ng cross. Walang bumibili ng t-shirt na may cross. Walang nagjijewelry ng may cross. That's unheard of. But when Jesus died on the cross, its meaning changed forever. You know, in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 18, For the message of the cross is foolishness to those who are perishing, but to us who are being saved, it is the power of God. To the outsiders, kasi nung namatay si Jesus sa cross, all of a sudden, the Christians are identifying themselves through the cross. Alam niyo yung sign of the cross? Historically, it never originated uh, from uh, Catholic Church or, or priest. It originated during the time of persecution where because Christians are being hunted, what they'll do is that they will use a secret code or sign so that they would know sino yung Christian, sino yung hindi. So pag nakita sila may meeting, 
Tapos nasa area na sila, they want to know sino yung Christian. Parang ganun. So pag, pag nag-respond across the street, may gumanon din, brother yun, <laughs> sister. Okay, may, may mga Christian sa, sa area. So that's what they use. They started using this symbol. For the outsider, it's foolishness. But for those who are being saved, it is the power of God. Now, the cross was designed to inflict a slow, painful, and humiliating death to torture the victim. And the, the pain of the crucifixion began uh, hours before the actual crucifixion. Just like, kung napanood niyo po yung movie na Passion of the Christ. How many of you watched that movie? Some people actually protested and they don't want that to be shown in, in theaters, sa public, kasi sabi nila masyadong gory. But you know, the, the representation, kung na, na kinikilabutan na ho tayo, it's just a representation, but it's very far from the, the real crucifixion. This representation that we see. Now, with Jesus, what they did to Jesus, He was first beaten up. Pinagtulungan siyang gulpihin. Kung nanonood kayo ng boxing, may mga gloves. May gloves pa yun, ha? tsaka umiilag pa sila. Pero sometimes, after the fight, you won't able, be able to recognize the face. Now, can you imagine a man who's blindfolded and hands tied behind his back, who's not able to, to avoid those punches, tapos paulit-ulit sinusuntok siya? Can you imagine how it will look like after? That's what happened to Jesus. He was bitten up by the Roman soldiers. And then he was given a crown of thorns. They placed it on his head. Kung nagka-migraine na po kayo, I mean, that's nothing compared to this. So much blood coming out. And then the scourging. Yung pinapalo po siya sa likod. You know, many people actually died from it without even making it to the cross. Some people right there, dun palang ho, wala na. Di na nila kailangang ipako because it was too much. Normally, they would use a whip. And this whip was a series of long leather straps. And at the end of the straps were heavy balls of metal intended to tenderize the body of the victim. So can you imagine these straps? Tapos sa meron siyang metal ball para pag tumama siya sa katawan ng victim, you know, it's going to tenderize the flesh. Some of the straps had hooks made of glass, metal, or bone that would have sunk deeply into the shoulders, backs, and legs of the victim. And they would do that repeatedly. Once the hooks had lodged into the tenderized flesh, the executioner would rip the skin and the muscle, and the victim's skin and muscles would hang off the body like ribbons as the hooks dissected the skin to the nerve layers. Ngayon, pag tinitingnan natin yung cross, parang ang linis, it's so, I mean, sanitized and all, but, but if we really study what happened, well, it's just unthinkable what happened to Jesus. Then finally, the crucifixion. Five-inch metal spikes driven into the most sensitive nerve centers on the human body, which is our hands and feet. And then, when he was hanging on the cross, yung mga last few moments ni Jesus, in order to survive, every time he would uh, breathe, he needs to carry his whole body, putting the weight on his already bloody uh, hands and feet. Kailangan niya iangat yung katawan niya in order to, to, to catch a breath, which makes, made it more painful and torturous for him. That's what happened 
on the cross. But Jesus endured all that for us to pay the penalty for our sins. I like what one pastor said. He said, it was not the nails that kept him on the cross. It was his love for you and me. Actually, with all the power that Jesus had, he can just call the angels to come down from heaven. If this is not about him saving us, kung na- imagine nahihirapan siya, tortured na, madali na yun eh. Okay, angels come, pagpapatayin to mga Roman soldiers. Tanggalin ng mga nails. That's so easy, but why? Why did Jesus have to go through all that and endure the cross and the pain and the suffering? You know why? Because of you and me. Here's the interesting part in Peter's sermon. Because not everyone there had been directly involved in Christ's crucifixion. Hindi naman sila lahat talaga yung kumapit kay Jesus tsaka crucified Yet, when he was talking to this more than 3,000 people at that time, he said, this Jesus whom you crucified. He talked to them as a whole. Hindi niya sinabing, oh, kayong limahan na soldier, kayo yung nagpapako sa kanya. No, sabi niya, kayo lahat. And you know what that uh, means for us today? He said also that this is addressed, this is a promise not only for you, but your children. So this is not just about them. What happened on that cross is also about us. It includes us. There are two realities of the cross. Two realities of the cross. First, every time we look at the cross, we're reminded that we did that to Jesus. It's our sin. It's our pride. It's our lust. It's our selfishness. It's our greed. It's our unforgiveness. It's our sin that did that to Jesus. Because Jesus died to pay for our sins. That's why the Bible says, all men have sinned and all fall short of the glory of God. Some people rejected Jesus as their Savior because they didn't see the need for a Savior. Parang feeling ko, good person naman ako. Everything is good. My family is good. My marriage is good. I'm basically a good person. I'm not doing anything bad. Therefore, I don't need a Savior. But the Bible says we all need a Savior because all men have sinned. Again, how many of you here would admit you have you've sinned against God at least once in your lifetime? Once. At least 100. 200. 300. 400. 1,000 here. Lahat tayo, we sinned against God. And the penalty for our sin is death. And because God wants to save us, somebody has to pay for our sin. And that's why Jesus took our place. We did that to Jesus. But at the same time, every time we look at the cross, we're reminded that Jesus did it to save us. It was for us. So it's to pay for our It's to... to Take the punishment for our sin, but it's also to provide forgiveness for our sins. How many of you are grateful for the cross and for what Christ has done for us? That day when every time I look at the cross, I would say, anong, differ, anong connection ito for me? Then I realize without the cross, there is no forgiveness for sin. Without the cross, I will never be reconciled to God. And without the cross, there is no hope for eternity. I know, Isaiah chapter 53 verse 5, but he was pierced for our transgressions. He was crushed for our iniquities. Upon him was the chastisement that brought us peace. And with his wounds, we are healed. 
Jesus' sacrifice on the cross became the provision for our sins. That's why today we can receive forgiveness for our sins. Today we can be saved. No one will be saved by religion. No one will be saved by good works. We can only be saved through Jesus. That's why the Bible says, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. We can receive so many gifts in this life. Iba-ibang gift, material, financial, etc. But the greatest gift we will ever receive in this life is the gift of salvation. And some of us here, that's the gift that God wants to give you. The gift of salvation. Last thing, uh, he said, Be know, know for certain that God has, has made him both Lord and Christ. Jesus is not only the Christ, he is also Lord. Everyone say Lord. When you say Lord, it talks about his divinity, that he's God, and, and talks about uh, his rulership. He's not just, uh, some, during their time, Tingin nila kay Jesus, eh, kilala ko to, carpenter to eh. Kilala ko yung parents nito, si Mary, tsaka si Joseph, kasabay ko sa PTA meeting. I know this family. They're so, they cannot accept the fact that Jesus is God. He's just a man. But after he died and rose again from the dead, Peter said, no for certain that this man is both Lord and Christ. It's a testimony that Jesus is God. Not only that, that Jesus is ruler. In Psalm 24 verse 1, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. And that includes you. Everything you see in this world is His. Including you, my life, your life, and everything that we have, that what, that's what it means for Him, for us to call Him our Lord. Siya yung may-ari, okay? Not us. Uh, you know, my friend uh, lent us his GoPro when we went to Palawan mga few months ago. Kasi sabi niya, sayang naman yung memories, okay? Captured the moment. So meron siyang GoPro, sabi niya, hindi ko ginagamit, hiramin mo na muna. So GoPro, di ba, video, camera, you can take videos underwater, uh, you can take, I mean, there's so many things you can do. So we're very happy. When we were in Palawan, we used it, we enjoyed it, we took care of it, but it's not ours. Pagbalik namin ng Manila, sinoli ko na sa kanya. Now, can you imagine how awkward and how bad if pagbalik ko sa Manila, hindi ko sinoli yung GoPro, tas tumawag yung friend ko, sabi niya, Bro, can I have my GoPro? Tapos sabi ko, ah, uh, Hinaginagamit ko pa eh. Masama, nagalit pa ako. Grabe naman, tumawag ka pa. Sana hinintay mo na lang yung Sunday. <laughs> di ba parang, ang labo. Because, kanya yun eh. It's not mine. It was, he, he'll just let me have it for a time. I can enjoy it, but it's not mine. I can't do that to him. Pag kinuha niya, I just have to give. And thank him for allowing me to enjoy it for for few days. I can't be mad at my friend. But that's the picture. Every time God asks you and me something, and we hold it back. 
That's the picture every time God is asking you and me something and we get mad at Him. Grabe ka naman, Lord. Nag-church ako, nagsiserve ako. Bakit mo ito kinuha from me? We do that when we don't understand that Jesus is Lord. That's why Peter said not only that He is our Savior, but He is our Lord. He owns everything. And our response should be surrender and gratitude to Him. Surrender ako sa iyo, Lord. Because of what you've done for me and because of who you are. I have no problem if you ask something from me. I don't have problem, Lord, if you say no to my will or my plans. I surrender to you and I am grateful to you because everything comes from you. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9 to 11. It says, Therefore God has highly exalted him. And bestowed on him the name that is above every name, so that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow, in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. He is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. We should bow down to him. We should surrender to him and confess him. As our Lord. He's not a God we just visit every Sunday. But He's a God we worship. And He's a God we serve. You know, as I end, I, I saw this quote from uh, C.S. Lewis in one of his books. He said, we don't come to God as bad people trying to become good people. We come as rebels to lay down our arms. This is not about becoming a better person. Or becoming more religious. God is calling you and me to put our trust and faith in Him. To acknowledge Him for who He is. And thank Him for what He's done for us. He is Christ. And He is Lord. He is our Savior. And He is our God. Amen. Can we all stand and uh, I'll end this uh, service. I want to pray for us today. Lord, you said that this is not just for the people at the time, but this is for all of us today. This is for us, for our children, and our children's children. The promise still stands. Jesus, we thank you for what you've done for us. Thank you for dying on the cross so that our sins can be forgiven. So that we can be reconciled back to you, regardless of what we've done, regardless of what happened in the past, Lord, regardless of our rebellion, Lord, we thank you that there is now hope. There is now forgiveness. And there is now gift of salvation. We thank you for the cross. We thank you for dying on the cross to pay for our sins. And after three days rising again from the dead, you are our Lord, you are our God. Lord, sorry for the times that we have taken you for granted. That we just believe it in our head, but not really taking it to heart. But Lord, today, for, for all of us here today, who maybe we've been uh, Christians for so long, I pray today that you will reinforce. I pray today you will make our, our devotion, our faith, our heart to you. That you will refresh it, O oh God. That we will see you for who you really are. And that we will respond to you based on who you are and based on what you've done for us.
Thank you for listening to this message. For more messages like these from other Victory Centers, please visit victory.org.ph slash resources slash podcasts.